Breakfast, where we give you a hearty serving of insider tips and business strategies to help fuel your day so you can thrive in the construction industry. Now, here's your host, Tip Top Tim Fitch. Right. So, hi, everyone, and welcome to the next episode of the Construction Big Breakfast podcast. This week, uh, we're in Ottawa, Canada, and I'm sat in the office of uh, Mary Van Buren, who is the CEO of the Canadian Construction Association. So Mary, can you just tell me a little bit about the Canadian Construction Association? Sure, well thank you for coming to Ottawa. I know it's your first time here and um, it's great to have you in our capital. So Canadian Construction Association is actually just over 100 years old. We had our celebration last November and our vision is to build a better Canada. So we have 1.5 million workers uh, employed in the industry and we represent about 7% of GDP and our goal is to uh, continue uh, the importance that the government places on infrastructure, continue investing in infrastructure because at the end of the day that is really what makes our country great is the ability to connect all the communities uh, together through, through our infrastructure. Yes, it's very interesting hearing those statistics about the Canadian construction industry because uh, from a scale point of view, it's a similar, very similar in the UK as a percentage of the, the total economy, seven or eight percent. So, some interesting parallels there, which we will come to later. Uh, when I looked at your website, there's, there's a number of things that uh, the CCA is involved with to achieve some of those uh, vision, the vision you've got. Uh, one of them was advocacy. Can you just tell us a little bit about that? So 2019 is a, an election year for us, uh, and we've uh, created an election platform for all of our members to rally behind. So you know, the strength of the CCA does come from all of those employees uh, working in the industry and their family. So on our website, we have four themes that we're working on. Uh, one is the importance of innovation to the industry. Uh, the second is a skilled and diverse workforce. So we're facing a shortage, and I believe uh, Europe as well is facing the same uh, shortage of workers. The baby boomers are retiring, and we don't have enough of the younger demographic coming in. So workforce is uh, critically important for us. Um, a third theme is investor confidence. So we have a lot of big projects, significant projects that touch on envir um, environmental sensitivities, or land ownership sensitivities, and we saw a major uh, development cancelled. So really our message is around Canada has to be a great place to invest in. So how do we help restore that um, confidence among investors to continue to, to invest in infrastructure? And last but not least is infrastructure. Um, we're looking at a commitment from the government of a 25-year plan, which yes. we know is ambitious. Uh, but we have a lot of land to develop. We have limited resources like other countries, so we've really got to queue it up. And one of the challenges for our members is the boom and bust uh, that happens. So it's fantastic. Uh, governments at all levels will invest and, and set aside money for infrastructure. And then, you know, depending what's happening, the money doesn't flow or there's less money. And then companies need to lay off their um, staff. And then in the boom time, hard to get the people, materials are expensive. So really everyone just wants a consistent spending for new infrastructure and for maintenance as well. It's very interesting here you say that because we've got the very similar debates happening back in the 
UK. And of course, as it's turned out, as we've been in Canada, there's likely it's going to be an election in 2019, which wasn't planned. <laughs> so lots, there's lots of parallel yes. uh, situations there. Mary, I also noticed on your website you've got a section there on industrial practices. Can you tell me a little bit about that? Sure. So one of our goals is to help our members uh, adopt the best uh, practices so that they can be more productive and efficient in their businesses. Uh, we have several services. One of them is the Canadian Design Build Institute, which has celebrated 25 years. So wow. uh, we've been doing that for quite some time. We also have the Lean Construction Institute of Canada to help our members adopt uh, best yeah. lean practices. And we have a bunch of communities of practice across the country. And we have uh, standard documents, so it's a way for the industry to come together and work out what are the collective interests of the industry when they're contracting. So this is a, like a suite of contracts? Yes, exactly. So oh, that's interesting. So the, you're, the, you're the sort of guardians of, of that? Yes, so we work with a bunch of volunteers and we appreciate all their time to make sure that all the interests are, are yeah. uh, reflected in those contracts. That's really interesting. You mentioned earlier um, um, you're an advocate for innovation. Of course, that's a section on the website as well. And what, how do you see the CCA working to improve or inspire further innovation? We work with a organization, it's a separate not-for-profit called the Canadian Construction Innovations and that falls within my portfolio so I have a dedicated staff who works on that and the goal of CCI is to help our members uh, adopt innovation. As you know that's uh, sort of easier said than done and one of the challenges that we found is that uh, for recruiting people don't see construction as innovative. They still see it as you know, either manual labor um, or very traditional roles, but what they don't see is all the incredible innovation that's happening behind, whether that's using drones, artificial intelligence. So it's a big opportunity for the industry to attract and retain new tech savvy workers. It's also a great opportunity uh, to do the kinds of new things that we need to build given the changes in the environment. So new uh, new materials that can withstand the you know the, the freezing and, and the warmer elements, the, the winds that are, are starting to pick up. So um, the innovation portfolio is something new that we're really starting to, to get off the ground. And as a, an industry, uh, I mean, Canada, of course, was very, very innovative back in the early 80s because the the government introduced the SHRED programs, as you know, stands for Scientific Research and Experimental Development, which is a tax credit administered by the CRA. And from our research, we know that it's had a very low adoption amongst uh, the construction sector in Canada. As we, as we spoke in the introduction to our talk, uh, construction is 7 or 8% of the economy. It only gets 1% of the tax credits claimed across all the industry sectors. What do you think might be the cause of that? One of the barriers to innovation is who will take on the risk of innovation and who will pay for it. So the contracts tend to be awarded on lowest cost. And when that happens, there usually isn't much margin for uh, 
uh, the contractor or the owner even at times to, to take on that risk of innovation. So you might want to try a new material or a new process, but you want to share in the risk and the reward among the whole chain. So that's something that still needs to be figured out. The shred tax credits, uh, about 70% of businesses in construction are very small, so 10 and under. So probably not aware of um, the opportunity to do that. And I would surmise as well that people don't understand what innovation means. They, they may be thinking that I have to create a new mold or I have to create something brand new as opposed to continuous process improvement or productivity improvements that they may be able to get the credits for. Well, that's right, because the tax code defines, obviously, what they mean, COA mean, by uh, you know, research and development. It's defined in the tax code. There's two, there's two key definitions. One is overcoming technological uncertainty, and the other one is dealing with uh, systems uncertainty. Of course, I'm an engineer, uh, and spent most of my life doing construction. Because when I first read that, it didn't, didn't mean anything to me because it's written in tax official speak. Right, obviously, speak. obviously, it's yeah, you know, it's written in a particular language, which isn't immediately obvious if you read it as a construction person what it means for you. And I can remember because we've got a business back in the UK which does this very similar thing to the UK tax code, which is based on for this particular thing. Canadian version. Um, it took me a year to work out what it meant for construction. Because what we've we've uncovered in the UK and we've started to do uh, in Canada is use our knowledge of construction with the and the understanding of the tax code to unlock some of these tax credits, which can be quite significant because, as you said, innovation in construction doesn't have to be what people think of them at pits, but innovation is. So that if I ask people what do you think innovation is in your mind's eye, people sort of imagine you know, a white room with a, a bench and microscopes in front of it, people in white coats sitting on petri dishes, and at the end of the table there's a flask of purple bubbling away, noxious, noxious gases coming out of it, which that's the stereotypical view of what research and development is, or shred. But of course the tax code, it defines it, as I said earlier, and when we, when you understand the construction processes, the design processes, the complexities. Uh, and the complexities of it, we know that you can't deliver complex projects without doing some shred. R&D. You have to do it as part of the project delivery. And that's where there's an opportunity because people in construction overlook it. We're work a day sort of people. We just get the job done, we overcome problems, it's show business. And like you said, it's not number one on people's list to figure out the tax code, to, to really understand it. To go through the process, it's probably a complicated process, there are probably forms to fill out, so I can understand why there would be the barrier, which is why it's helpful to have experts uh, whom the industry can count on to help them do that 
and build build their own comfort knowledge with their innovation processes and, and what is defined as innovation and get the credit for the uh, work that they do. That's right. And the, I mean, the great thing about the way the tax code is written is that you can, it's historical. You, it's what you've done in the past that you claim for, not what you want to do in the future. So you can claim for work that you've done over the past year or two, depending on when your financial year end is, get the money from the CRA, and then use that to perhaps do some of the higher risk innovations that presently you can't fund as a business. It's risky to fund it. So I suppose that's that's the message I'd like the listeners and the viewers to get, is that there's, there's work that you've already done, which the CRA recognises as shred, and they will pay you the, the tax back, or give you a credit for future tax, depending on what your transaction will be, so that you can fund some of these other new uh, technologies and innovations that you might want to adopt, like the drones, like the new materials. Software, you know, automation. Whatever it might be. But th this money's there for the construction. For the asking. For the asking, yeah, for the construction industry to get hold of. And you're entitled to it if you've done the work. So the, the only real barrier is how do you, how do you get it? Perhaps brings us to why we're in Canada, why we're in your office, Mary. Because um, what we've, we're in the process of doing is forming a, a partnership to the, the CCA and the CCI to uh, become uh, channels for the advocacy of claiming your just uh, tax credits so that you can then fund further innovation investment going forward in the future. Yeah, so we're really excited about that. We think it's a great opportunity for the marketplace. Uh, certainly our members are asking how can we finance our innovation. And I think this is a, an obvious thing for them to, to do and to work with partners like yourselves who have the expertise, who understand construction in order to get the credits that they deserve. So we're really excited about this and working in partnership with our local construction associations as well. Yeah, and of course we're excited as well. Otherwise we wouldn't have traveled all this way to your wonderful city. Uh, I'm afraid we won't rain with us. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, we, we see um, there's a tremendous opportunity for the Canadian construction industry to uh, finance uh, new developments, take on new technologies using what is actually a very tried and tested process because Canada led the way. I mean the irony of it is it innovated the tax incentive which has been adopted by 30, 40 countries around the world back in the early 80s. Right. UK was a slow adopter, we didn't pick it up till 1999. Um, but uh, so the process itself is well established, the CRA had been paying this money out for 35 years now. Um, but what we've done is rather than come at it from an accountancy perspective, we come at it from a construction perspective. So I'm an engineer, Ben who sat over there is a procurement person, uh, we've got architects in the team, 
have had lots of engineers at different times, people with different experiences in various different construction and consultancy businesses. So we can, for our clients, understand what they've been doing in the past year or two, write up uh, the technologies they've been involved with. Or the processes. And the processes. The, yeah, the, the process of technological improvements, the systems of um, on projects they've been involved with. So this is rather than the normal problem we probably get is FD say, well, there's no budget for any innovation or it's a tiny amount of money. So it's not in necessarily your overhead. Most most of innovation happens on projects and construction. So that's where we go. We look into the project, we talk to the project managers and the operations directors, get the, the story, and then we can ask the follow-up questions to get the detail. But because all of my team understand the, the, the terminology, they understand construction processes, they understand engineering and architecture, our clients don't need to produce anything new. They just give us the drawings and the reports that have already been produced on their projects. We can interpret those, draw out the information that CLA needs, uh, write it up, and then quantify it. We, can, we, you know, we know where to look at the cost of it. So I understand another benefit is that it creates um, confidence in the firms who have gone through it and that they have a better appreciation for what innovation means and the fact that they can get money for it acts as a bit of momentum or, or catalyst for doing more innovation because it sort of becomes a virtuous cycle of well, we're doing it, we understand it, now there can be tax credits that we can get from it as well. All of that is true. There's absolutely what And there's also an uptick in morale, we see, because you know, engineers, we're very matter-of-fact about what we do day-to-day. -day. But when you realise that the government actually appreciates what you're doing and gives an incentive to your employer to help you do more in the future, you're right. It's like a snowball. And we found that with our clients, the, you know, the first year, there's this scepticism, you can understand now, and a bit of resistance to uh, engaging yeah, busy. in our process. And of course, usually what happens when we walk into the first, we call them discovery workshops, often around a table like this, there's half a dozen people who walk in, they're all sat there like that. Mm. You know, I've got a, some drawings to look at, or I've got some calculations to, or a meeting to go to on a project, which is important. Exciting. I don't really want to talk about tax. But of course, we don't talk about tax, we talk about projects. And very soon, uh, we can't write fast enough as the innovate, innovation stories come out of the people who've actually been doing it. Yeah, people they like get, to share their stories. They love talking success. about projects. Projects, yeah, you can't be a successful project manager unless you're excited and enthusiastic about projects. It's an absolute prerequisite. People like talking about it, and that's what we need. We need them to talk about it. We get the stories, we can then ask the follow up questions, which get into the real detail without because we know, yeah, we know what we're looking for. Get we them to explain everything, get to explain it in enough detail so that we can then write it up. We then ask for some backup documents, which you already have because you've done the project. 
just drop it in the data room, digital data room, and then we've got all of the evidence the CRA needs, we can write out the report and then quantify it. In six to 12 months, your check arrives? Is that sort of a uh, Well, the, the, our current experience in Canada is about six months. Maybe five to six months. So it's much the same in the UK. Much the same. And the CRA may come talk to you for your first application, make sure you've understood the process, but you would have done because we've gone through it in a lot of detail. Um, and of course, this next year, people are much more enthusiastic because they've had a good result uh, and a good experience. So you know, the process, once you've been through it once, it gets easier the second and third year, as you can imagine, uh, for everybody. So quantitatively, how many millions do you think are being left on the table? Well, the last statistics that the CRA published show that construction cows claim only getting $30 million in credits with that 1% pie. It should be at least 2 or 3%. So there's 60 million, I'd say, conservatively, being left on the table every year. Which is a every great year, amount. Every year. And it's the industry's entitled to it. We do have to ask for it yes. in the right way. Yes. In the right way. Anyway, that's why we're really excited. We're going to get this partnership going. We're going to fix that for the industry. We're going to try and get that 30 up to where it should be 50 to 60 in the next two or three years. Great. Well, we look forward to working with you. Which is really that. exciting. Yes. Well, Mary, thank you very much for coming on the podcast. Thank, thank you, you for thank hosting you us in your office. Yeah. Um, and the sun's just coming out. They must know we're going. So. <laughs> And uh, look forward to working with you in the you future. You as well. Thanks Thank you for having me yeah. on your podcast. Want to learn more about how Invent can help your business maximize its bottom line? Head on over to www.invent.com and get in touch with our team today. Thanks for joining us this week on the Construction Big Breakfast. Make sure to visit our website, www.invent.com, where you can subscribe to the Construction Big Breakfast on all platforms so you'll never miss a show. While you're at it, if you found value in the show, we'd appreciate a positive rating. Or if you'd simply share it with a friend, that would help us out too. Be sure to tune in for our next episode.